Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 58 for Monday, July 29th. Trade deadline is right around the corner. I'm Alex Uwe, here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, man. We are getting close to the the first single trade deadline. This is yeah, a new, there is a no... new format this year. And um, there's a lot. Everything is yet to happen. Yeah. There's a, a the couple end, minor yeah. deals that have happened so far. And uh, we'll we'll get to that. Um, and then talk about all the other remaining trade targets. But first, I think we should start with some banter about some shenanigans this past week that are somewhat upsetting, depending on who you're allegiances are to in terms of fandom so let's start with the angels and orioles fiasco um if you don't know the angels just lost three of four to the orioles at home which is not what you do if you're contending wildcard team but they played an extra inning game against the orioles in which they were robbed of a win on a mike trout bases loaded double um, when a play at the plate was was called was called out originally, David Fletcher was called out, and then after replay, they upheld the call, even though it appeared to be wrong. So they could have won there, they did not. The next inning, the Orioles brought in a position player to pitch in a save situation, and he got the save on... On three outs, right? Uh, three yeah. batters. Yeah, one, two, three. Well, also, it was a position player in that inning. It's the uh, play at the plate. Chris Davis got the win, I believe. Wait, what? No way. Or no, that might be wrong. I think that's wrong. Either way, Stevie Wilkerson, best closer in baseball. Yeah, and um, pretty spectacularly, too, throwing 56 mile an hour. Uh, Whatever works. What do you call that? water balloon tosses in there like ephus yeah ephuses and nobody in the angels could hit it i think he got two two weak pop outs and a roll over to second and nothing nothing came of it and it's disappointing for the angels for angels fans really unacceptable when you think about any major league hitters not being able to hit 56 mile an hour pitches yeah i i just can't i can't wrap my head around it (laughs) because this is a highly competitive situation in which you're just not able you're not even able to get a base runner against this guy and i i've i'm mostly disappointed at the end of the day i'm not a you know i'm not a huge angels fan but i will say that you're closet angels fan i am and the Angels should have definitely won that game. The the replay review officials in New York really screwed them over there because David Fletcher appeared to be safe. And this is not the only time that I've seen replay review somehow end up with the seemingly incorrect result, even though 
that's what it's there for. You have so much more information. You have multiple camera angles slowed down to exact frames where you can see this stuff, and you're still not getting the right call. It's inexcusable. It's it it frankly is kind of sickening to see. It's either the either either that they don't care enough. Or that the the language of the rules are so fundamentally flawed that they need to be changed immediately. The whole inconclusive ruling is just nonsense to me. Because you're essentially saying, if the camera angles that we, we have access to now don't quite tell us exactly what happened, then we revert to only consider this split-second judgment call that the umpire on the field was able to make. Even though, in especially in this case where this play at the plate was made, from most angles, it either looked like he was safe, definitively, or it was it was a bad angle and you couldn't tell. But based on that, there's I, I think there's no way that anybody would say that Fletcher was out if they didn't know. Like, it, it, if you ignored the, the original ruling... Nobody would look at that play and say Fletcher was out. But because they couldn't quite tell, they just revert back to that. It makes no sense to me. It shouldn't. It should not be something that, that they that, That's how replay across all sports has been done, though. Well, since, yeah, I okay. think the NFL is probably just, the first one. Because here's the thing. You can't go making judgment calls and saying, oh, we don't – like we can't prove to you that he was wrong definitively. They're all but judgment calls. we think calls. he is. It's all judgment-based. Make no, judgments I'm, based on the most information you have in anything in life, not not just major league sports officiating, right? Use as much information yeah. as you can to make to make the best judgment call that you can. It, it's, it's been a weird year for for replay, but I feel like I, inconclusive still has to be the rule, and then you know based on how you judge the term inconclusive or. Uh, conclusive evidence i th- i think that's where i think we may differ i just i just don't understand the reasoning there and also i i don't know if this is how it works right now but if a play is ruled inconclusive does in in the call ends up standing does the manager lose their challenge because if that's the case i then don't that's know the, the challenge rule stuff it's it's i i don't know because apparently it happens i've rarely ever witnessed a game where the the manager doesn't challenge a call because he's simply not able to like he's i think they have two now i think they have two challenges which is why it's never that much of an issue so i don't you know it's not a common issue but these are such easy fixes to make that i just can't i can't see imagine them trying to to argue the other side of that um let's let's continue on though from the uh from the replay argument, which we seemingly have every other week. Um, let's talk about a temper tantrum, which we don't see very often. We see it, it, it's a once or twice a year. Um, yeah. And, and, I mean, even this one, it was mostly impressive just for the athletic feat that it was and not because the water cooler was uh, brutally assaulted this time. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it's quite as impressive as Ken Giles punching himself in the face. I think that one no, will go down in history as the best temper tantrum of all time. But Trevor Bauer today, after allowing what what number earned run was this for him? It was not a good start for him. He, I think he gave up seven earned runs. I think he gave up eight with seven earned runs. Yeah. Um, when Terry Francona was coming out to the mound to 
take him out of the game, he takes the ball from the mound and just hucks it over the center field fence into the batter's eye. And Terry Francona is not having it. That's just disrespectful to him. I know it's not; it wasn't meant to be, but it's just something you do not do. No, yeah. Like even no how frustrated even an you are at yourself. Eight-year-old in little league knows, don't throw the ball away when you're getting taken out of a game, or you're going to be in some serious trouble. No matter how many balls <laughs> major league stadiums have, just give it to your manager. And like you said, Ken Giles took it out on himself by punching himself in the face. Yeah, be a man and punch yourself in the face next time, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Um, now, if they had that, what, what was the idea we had? You're the punching bag or yes, like the, um, the dry designated drywall? We have no issue here. Right. Yes, and I, I think we. This is a. This has been a while since we discussed this, but to reiterate, yeah, because we haven't had a temper tantrum to talk about it. Right, but um, this is a good time to, to bring up yes. the pitch again. Major league dugouts should have a space of their dugout wall, that is. That is like um, right inside the tunnel, or whatever. Yeah, which is just you know, drywall that you can punch through and mm-hmm. leave it the entirety of the season. Anytime a player needs to take it out, you can you can punch the wall. You can go to town on the wall and make your mark, and then you leave it there. See how much rage can accumulate throughout the entire season, and I think it'd just be really fun. I don't know. Yeah, it, it would it would make temper tantrums seem. I don't know. They're already so entertaining, but even more. Um... Yeah, this is also for guys' safety yeah. as well. Yeah, I, a little Cause... bit. Yeah, water coolers are not. I don't know if drywall is necessarily safer to punch through, but the water cooler, man. I would imagine water coolers did nothing bit... wrong to anybody. All they've done is hydrate. No. Yeah. Hydrate the world. They're just there to hydrate you. They they have done nothing to affect your bad pitching. Yeah, take it out on a dry, or just have like. A punching bag or yeah. like a dummy, you know, one of those. A designated, uh, basically, like, rage thing. Yeah. I like the drywall like idea that. because it's it has some permanence and you can yeah. you can refer back to it. Yeah. Um, and and there, there's damage done to it. So there's, there's something to actually take something out on. Yes. As opposed to a punching bag where, like, you're like, okay, I punched it, but nothing really happened. Right. You could just have, like, porcelain or glass, like, dishware or, you know, uh, or and, then just, like, gonna... and just smash it in the dugout. Probably yeah, not be the safest. That's thing. dangerous. But also more pretty satisfying from a rage perspective. Not that I know, personally. Um, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one more thing before we get to the trade stuff: Blue Jays and Rays just had an insane couple days. They decided it would be fun to trade off on giving up seven run comebacks to the other team in the sixth inning or later. Um, on Saturday, it was the Blue Jays who stormed back from down 9-2 to end up winning 10-9 in extra innings. And on Sunday, the Rays came back from down 8-1 to to win win it 10-9. In regulation. Yes. So I really, really, at the end of the day, inconsequential, you know, but I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, And the bullpens are just really bad all across baseball. This is peak bullpen yeah just for everybody complaining like we need bullpen pieces like yeah everybody does bullpens just seem to suck who this has year. them who, who, nobody has the bullpen pieces uh we'll talk we'll, we'll we'll discuss exactly who has them um so is it that's good or anything else that you wanted to 
to banter about from the last week? Uh, no, let's get into the trade stuff. I think it's a good idea. Do you want to start with the trades that have already happened? Yes. So this was all a huge surprise when it came across our phones today. Marcus Stroman is traded to the Mets for a pair of pitching prospects, number four and six in the Mets system. Um, I think we're all confused because the Mets are, I guess you would call them on the edge of contention, six games out of the wild card. Um, with good pieces built to contend, not necessarily rebuilding, but also like they were supposed to be sellers. So I'm confused by this move. Yeah. I, it seems just like an Oak. If any other team made this trade, you'd be like, that's a pretty reasonable, uh, trade that was made, right? It's just a real head scratcher. That was the Mets that did that. Uh, Marcus Stroman is under control for next season, which, you know, reasonably the Mets would be able to contend again. Uh, but it's, it's still bizarre. And they don't intend to flip him. Things can change, no. but... They still intend to move Wheeler and maybe Syndergaard? Yeah, Wheeler is more so likely to, to be dealt to Syndergaard at this point now. I don't trust rumors very much, but it seems from the rumors that the Mets are being very um, stingy. You know, they're, they're not... They're being very aggressive in their in their requests, but I it, we'll we'll see what happens. A lot can change in three days. So, what we should do, I think, for the remaining trade targets. Oh, also, uh, Sergio Romo is a twin now, and yeah. no longer Marlon. That's I think that's it. Eric Sogard is a Tampa Bay Ray. If anybody cares, that happened. Uh, with the remaining trade candidates. Uh, I will say a name, and we will say what team we think they're going to end up on. And then if there's something to discuss, we will. Sound good? Yep. All right. Let's start with Noah Syndergaard, then. Uh, Syndergaard? will answer first. I don't know what team he would go to. Apparently the Padres are looking at him. You're just supposed to to say what you think. Trust your gut. Feel if the team is going to get him, it'd be San Diego. So you're going to San Diego? Yeah. That would be interesting. Uh, I don't... It seems like San Diego is pretty willing to give up some interesting pieces, but I still think he's going to end up with the Mets again um, because it seems like they want to remain reasonably competitive for yeah. no other reason. Um, Zach Wheeler. Uh, um... I honestly don't. Uh, let's say twins. <laughs> the twins. Okay. Um, I'm gonna guess the Red Sox. We'll get Zach. Lee. Yeah. Um, their starting pitcher's been better as of late, and I think they can get Wheeler for a pretty reasonable price because he's dealing with injuries and he is a a true rental. So yeah, we'll see. I I think that would be a good fit though. Despite my my natural reaction to despise anything the Red Sox do, um, let's let's just continue with starting pitchers then, since we're on starting pitchers. Uh, Matt Boyd of the Tigers. I think he goes to the Yankees. I think so too. Uh, is it the because team I, is most it because desperate. Of the case that I made? No, um, they've always seemed like the team that is the most aggressive for starters. So I think. Uh, with when the Yankees are seem to be 
interested in a guy, they seem to usually get him. I yeah, I I would almost I would be willing to put good money on Clint Frazier going to Detroit in some sort of package for Boyd. And I do I'm going to be bold and say that Matt Boyd is the best pitcher available on the trade market of anybody out there. Um I don't know if it's that bold. But It's not that bold, I don't think. Matt Boyd it's, it's a very kind of weak starting pitching market this year. Has been phenomenal this year, and underratedly so because his numbers have not looked very good. Lately, his ERA has been inflated, lots of home runs, but still so many strikeouts, and he's been so effective for the slider. His ERA is up yeah. at 394 this year, but he has 178 strikeouts in just 132 in a third inning, and still only a 1.13 whip. So he's he's dominating. He's it's not like he's lost his his command of zone. He's just had bad home run luck. You know, there's there's nothing that can't be fixed there. Everything else has looked so real in his transformation. And I have a soft spot because I saw him throw a complete game shutout. No no hitter. Yes, that ended up being one out short of a no hitter. So there you go, Matt Boyd. Uh, Nick, Cass, uh, well, uh, we're doing starting pitchers. I almost broke my own uh, <laughs> my own tendency there. There's so many directions we could go with this. Come on, there's so many mm-hmm. players. Uh, Madison Bumgarner. I seem the same with with the Giants, just because for some reason, now that they're second in the NL West, still 15 games back, only two games over 500. After on after being on an insane hot streak, that I don't think they can maintain this pace through the rest of the season with the paces they have, they are not selling. So I think he stays with the Giants. I think so too, just because the Giants have said that they're looking yeah. to add pieces. They're looking let to them, buy, yeah. Let them do their thing. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. I'm, I'm fine with – I'm completely fine with the Giants buying. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> yeah. and You never know. The Giants have done crazier things in this decade. Yeah. Okay, uh, Diamondbacks pitchers. How about Robbie Ray? Robbie Ray. I would say if he, if for some reason the Yankees can't grab Boyd, I think Ray goes to the Yankees. Okay. But otherwise, I think he stays put. I think he ends up on the Twins. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> The Twins need help. There's there's basically two division leaders who need starting pitching help, and it's the Twins and the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, the Twins need help, and Ray's an incredibly effective strikeout pitcher. Yeah. So. You know what? I, actually, Robbie Ray could also go to Atlanta. He could. I don't... I would bet that Atlanta is the least likely to acquire a starting pitcher just because they have so much depth in their farm system at starting pitcher. They seem like a team that's almost guaranteed to get a relief pitcher and likely an outfielder to replace Nick Markakis, who's out for the year after uh, breaking his hand, I believe. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, and Austin Riley has just not been cutting it for them. So they called up Adam Duvall. I think they will get somebody else to fill that void. And they have good starting pitching. They have okay starting pitching. They signed Dallas Keuchel. They have options. Just they just stop starting Kevin Gossman. They they don't have to. They have guys 
like Kyle hmm. Wright, um, for one, that's the first one that popped into my mind. Uh, among others that I cannot think of right now, but I, I don't think their need is as pressing as some other teams that will probably pay more. So that's my take. Uh, Zach Greinke, is he going to be moved? Big contract? I don't think he's going to move. be moved. That contract is kind of unmovable. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, Zach Greinke, he's fine. Also, I think the ghost is moving around in our house. I don't know. The ghost? I can't hear anything. Am I supposed to hear? Something moved. I don't know. All right, well, good luck to you. Uh, what other starting pitchers? Danny Duffy of the Royals, who's been interested. We haven't heard. Coming off of yeah. a couple good starts. I mean, he's kind of been on the trade block for couple years now it seems right mm-hmm. uh, um royals seemed reluctant to kind of sell um i'm not sure i don't, I don't think he's going anywhere you, you don't think um maybe because this uh crop of fish is so thin he might get moved but i haven't no, really I'm heard in, much I'm about him i'm inclined to think that somebody's gonna gonna take a shot at him maybe the angels i Possibly. can see him going to the angels the angels have abysmal starting pitching as well so that's I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna say that that's my final answer. <laughs> um, Texas Rangers. Mike Miner. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Again, I haven't heard much about him. I don't feel like. I've also heard Yankees because Yankees. Yankees are on everybody pitching. Are on everybody's radar. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Mike Mike Miner has been struggling as of late he's fallen off a little bit we talked yeah, about him which is here. understandable because mike Miner's yeah, never done I, that before was he part of here say to keep or keep away or was he just a general like he guy could we have about? been he could have been uh but he's still pretty effective you know he's kind yeah. of just what he was last year and he was kind of usable last year he was a 418 pitcher last year but um still I don't know. I don't know what argument I'm making. Usable pitcher. <laughs> he had a 1.1. He's, he's a guy who could that? be moved. How's that? He's, he's a, a guy who's good guy. enough to be moved to a contender. He's good. Yeah. Um. And I'm trying to get creative with the. Do you want to move on to relievers? That might be a good idea because now I'm now I'm grasping. Yeah, I think he could. Yeah. He could go to the Yankees. He could. <laughs> are you, are you just setting your default forward. answer for a backup uh, for everybody else? It's the only one that I've like I've heard anything about. I do think that the Oakland A's might be a sneaky team and try to swoop in and get a starting pitcher. Yeah, because they've they, they've crept back into that division race a little bit. Oh, they're definitely they're in the wild card race for sure and are approaching the division race. Um, they could be sneaky. They don't have a whole lot to trade, a whole lot of assets to trade for high end starting pitching. But losing Frankie Montas was a big hit. They haven't had Sean Manaya, Manaya most of the year. Uh, he's on the comeback train. I think he was delayed though. So uh, I know he got shelled in a rehab start against yeah. the Quakes because I got those alerts. So they're shaky. I don't believe in Mike Fires, nor should you, nor should they's. So they could use help, really. You know, it might be Mike Miner. It could be Lance Lynn. How about Lance Lynn? Same team. Oh yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Lance he reunites. Back to the Yankees. He could. Maybe he reunites with the uh, the Cardinals. I don't know. 
The Brewers. The Brewers need starting pitching. How come we haven't sent anybody to the Brewers? They signed Shelby Miller. They're good. Did they really? Yeah, the minor league deal. Complete, I, mean, I mentioned that. Complete a the ago. former Cardinals train and get Lance Lynn. And are there Bring any Kyle other? Loesch back. Kyle Loesch, yes. Excellent ex Cardinal. Uh, Chris Carpenter. Bring him out of retirement. Carpenter. Uh, yeah, there's, there's options. All right, I, I, that's enough starting pitching talk <laughs> for now. Relief pitchers? Uh, there's actually, I'm going to say position players because there's only a couple of those. Uh, how about Nick Castellanos? Nick Castellanos, you know, he's been kind of quiet this year. It was It was surprising he wasn't traded last year or in the offseason. He's a free agent after this year, correct? Mm-hmm. He is. So he'd be rental. Um, who needs outfield help? Braves. I think, we, yeah, I think, yeah, the only thing we talked about we mentioned was the Braves. I, I think, think it just, uh, it makes too much sense. Yeah. Uh, and he'd probably flourish in that ballpark. It's a very hitter-friendly park. Yes. Who else? Trey Mancini is another possible candidate. He's, he's interesting. How old is he again? I always forget how old he is. Trey Mancini is not somebody who I've memorized his age. 27. 27 so yeah he could definitely be on the move saying so he's not he's not young enough to where baltimore would want to keep him around for the reason of like you know he's the centerpiece going forward so yeah i, I don't know i think he's been in rumors there's been so many just because he's their best player i would it's, imagine yeah yeah but the rumors come from somewhere there there are people oh yeah no in front offices that say yeah trey mancini is been he, talked he, about. He's he's a guy contending teams would take a look at. Who could use another bat though? A- apart from the Braves that we discussed already, it's it's hard to say. I don't know. Maybe Twins go try match the Yankees. Just get the, the best lineup. The Twins for are, are so insanely stacked. All across yeah, but the board. they they got to try and keep up with the Yankees. Where would he they play? They step ahead of them. Get Mancini. I don't know. Okay. He wouldn't. He just wouldn't play. Just have him to have him. It's yeah. That's a tough one. I can't say for sure. Hunter Pence was rumored to. Yeah. Uh, the race. Hunter Pence to the Giants. <laughs> could be. Could be. Could be, be a possibility. I think he. That would be an amazing is popular trade. there. Even still, so let's do relief pitchers and wrap it up, shall we? We're getting rambly. Uh, Felipe Vasquez is he going anywhere? I think, I think he's going to go to the Dodgers. Really? But yeah, because I think Friedman has been very good the last few years of waiting out um, teams that think they have leverage and still trading away good prospects, but not the two or three that teams wanted. Because I mean, the Pirates I think are very defensive after the Archer trade last year. Um, they want two of the big four Dodgers prospects, and I could see um, possibly Ruiz, the catcher, getting moved because they have so much depth there in terms of prospects and maybe a starting pitcher. But I, um, they're asking, I think, two pieces and a major league piece for Vasquez. Um, I think there might be an 11th hour wait out for, uh, for the Dodgers, or he's going to stay put. But I don't think anybody else is going to pay up for the kind of prospect stuff they want for a reliever, as good as he is. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who who else would take him. Um, anybody would take him. I don't 
I don't know what the Padres, uh, the, the Padres, the Pirates are doing with him, necessarily. Or with anybody at the deadline. They should be selling. They sometimes sell. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, but, they do whatever they want. But, I mean, they're just asking too much because they blew the Archer trade last year. So they're trying to make up for it. Yeah. I think he stays put. He's probably an off-season trade piece, if I were to guess. Uh, Shane Green, Tigers. Yankees have been Shane Green, lost. Tigers, I would... I mean, if they don't move him, that's a huge mistake. Um, he would probably be the Dodgers' backup plan if they can't get Vasquez. The Dodgers are desperate for they are, yeah for relief pitching, and they have incredible minor league assets, and they don't really have other holes, so they can they can pick and choose yeah. exactly what kind of relief pitching help they want. It would be reasonable. The Dodgers could just end up with every relief pitcher we name, and I wouldn't be all yeah. that shocked. All right. Will Smith, San Francisco. Will Smith, again, I mean, really, the only hang-up for the Dodgers getting him is the fact that he's in San Francisco. And the Giants apparently are not selling. Apparently so aren't selling. problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think he stays put. Uh, if he does move, it might be the Yankees, but I think he stays put because the Giants have decided not to sell. How about Kirby Yates? Kirby is interesting. People can mention him like they should trade him, and I don't know. I feel like they they shouldn't because they only have one one other good bullpen piece. Then again, who else has more than two good bull, bullpen pieces like we mentioned? Right. No, but um, the, his stock might be the highest right now, but the Padres don't seem interested in really selling, even though they're out of contention. They they they're trying to build for the future. Give me a team. Um, team. Shoot, Yankees might. Uh, <laughs> that, that seemed like that. A that would be the one team I could see really offering something for a reliever that the Padres well, would I'm, like. Well, I'm just saying, the last time the Red Sox acquired a relief pitcher from the Padres, worked pretty well for them. So yeah, them. but that really, yeah. I could see the Braves too, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Ian Kennedy on the, the Royals. If you didn't know he was a relief pitcher, well, there's some news. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned before one of the he was the eighth pitcher with the twenty one and twenty save season. Yep, in his career, so. he's been dealing. Yeah, he's been good. I mean, he's been solid since he's been on the Royals, even as a starter. I'm gonna um, predict he goes to the more, A's. I'm just I, I can see the A's now. dealing just for because him. he seems like such an A's bargain bag type of yes player. He is definitely right up Billy he's Bean's alley. Final. Yeah, um, Alex Colome, the White Sox. He could go a number of places. I don't. I really don't know. I haven't heard much about the White Sox. The, I mean, they obviously should be selling their bullpen pieces. Like, um, Colome Herrera's hurt. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna predict the Nationals for that yeah. one. Yeah. gonna say Nationals are probably gonna buy. About Nationals part. always seem to need bullpen help. Maybe they have Calvin the worst Herrera. bullpen. They have the worst yeah. bullpen. So yeah, they need something. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's stop there. We we said All a right. lot of names, and a lot of things. And like, a lot of these names will be moved. And like four teams, and we'll probably be right <laughs> about one or two of the ones we talked about, if that. So, if you have predictions, what for... do we do if none of these guys get moved at all? Oh, oh, should we add some stakes to to this? Like, what if if everybody stays put? <laughs> okay, let's let's just say if we don't get a single one of these predictions right, then we should have some sort of wager something at stake here yeah um what do we do that is legal (laughs) it's a good good (laughs) question um 
I I don't know. We've we've never gotten comments or anything. But if you guys have ideas about what kind of wager we should make if none of these trades that we predicted come true, um, let us know what we should do. We'll do something. We'll think of something in the meantime. But thank you everybody for joining us today. Uh, if you enjoyed, make sure you rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast and check out our website beattheshiftbaseball.com all our podcasts articles fantasy everything's there and follow us on social media at beattheshiftbp twitter facebook instagram we post there throughout the week so that is it thank you everybody one last time as always ray peace peace